When the unexpected comes calling, bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. And bounce forward with the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. Get a powerful and reliable internet solution starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com today to find out more. Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation taxes and fees extra subject to change. Baseball Dads, number 22. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Welcome to Baseball Dads. I am Jason Aquisto. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow Baseball Dads on Twitter or also Instagram. It doesn't feel like baseball season. It's uh, April 17th and uh, it's snowing outside. So that's Indiana. It'd be a lot uh, lot better if the weather would cooperate, make it feel like baseball season. But, you know, that's the way it is. And that's what we love about Indiana. So this past weekend... It was a a great kickoff to the local baseball season in the uh, Hoosier Crossroads Conference, especially. So it was the annual Mudsock Classic, the Mudsock Classic, between two very good teams, very good programs here in Hamilton County: the Hamilton Southeastern uh, Royals and the Fishers Tigers. And I had the pleasure recently of sitting down with one of those coaches, Matt Cherry, head coach of the Fishers Tigers. And the first thing I asked him, I want to get it straight, exactly how long he had been coaching at Fishers. Was it 11 or 12 years? Finished our 11, so we're starting our 12th. 12th year. It's been a pretty successful run. Is that accurate to say? Uh, yeah, I believe it has. We you know, started out with four losing seasons but we've had five of the last seven years we've had winning records and won a conference last year in the sectional so i think it's moving in the right direction yeah i love how you just kind of casually dropped that in yeah sectionals last year <laughs> so that was a 27 and 6 record is that right yes correct congratulations that was a great season for for the tigers and so it's been a work in progress let me ask you too i know that you've received the honor of being named the who's your crossroads conference coach of the year how does being recognized like that make you feel about what you do? You know, our, the conference that we play in is, is arguably one of the best in the state. Um, it's recognized every year by different publications. You know, one of the best baseball conferences. And there's great coaches in the conference, uh, great programs, people I have a lot of respect for. So the opportunity to be recognized, you know, by them, by my peers, is pretty rewarding, especially to those guys because they're great coaches and they build great programs. You know, honestly, I have a tremendous coaching staff that make me look good. They work really hard, you know, do a lot of things that make me look good and, and help our program out. And then we just had a great group of kids last year. They were totally bought in, did everything we asked. They, they loved one another. They were supportive of each other. And so it all came together. And, and, you know, my name was recognized, but it was a complete group effort. But, again, it's just it's a great honor because our conference is so tough with a lot of great coaches. So it was a special, special award. 
you mentioned the way the kids were all bought in. That's so important, uh, I think. I was going to ask you what makes a successful baseball player. I have a feeling that's that's a big part of it, to be completely bought into what we're doing. Sure, absolutely. You know, we, we challenge guys a lot of times to, to, you know, push the guy ahead of them to make them better, to, you know, play hard enough that the guy behind you is going to play harder, to encourage the guy in front of you to play the best of the, his ability. So if we create that family atmosphere and that, uh, that bonding time, you know, where, where the guys truly want the person next to them to be just as, as successful or better than they are, that creates that, you know, that, that successful championship culture. And, you know, guys that are, you know, bought in, that, that trust us as coaches, that believe in what we're telling them and what we're saying, and they buy into the practice time. And, you know, as you know, baseball is kind of monotonous and the same thing every day. And sometimes it's hard to buy into practice and taking more ground balls and hitting more balls off the tee and, um, but those guys that do that and kind of get out of their own way and just keep working and keep working, you know, build that repetition and that, that muscle memory to be able to compete really well and be successful on the field. What about, and part of this is hard to answer, I'm sure, but I was going to ask you, what do you kind of wish that players knew or, or could do better or kind of have a better awareness of when they come into your program? Probably the, the thing that jumps out to mind the most is that, you know, we're a school of 3,500 kids. Uh, we play in the best baseball conference in the state. You know, we have fun, and, and it's still a game, and we want to have fun. We don't want to take that away. But at the same time, it's a pretty big jump to be coming out of, you know, rec league or travel ball or whatever they've been doing and jump into, you know, we have summer workouts. We work out three days a week during the fall outside on the field or in the weight room. You know, winter times at 5.30 in the morning when it's cold outside and you know, kids that play multiple sports, we love it. We want to go play as many sports as possible. You know, keep playing. But those kids that you know aren't in a fall sport, they've got time that they got to put in and and work at it and be in the weight room and be on the field. And so it's that transition of like, you know, we're we're going to play in our rec league and practice once or twice a week and play a game and it's fun. To you know, this is slowly becoming kind of your high school job and passion. And there's time and there's energy that you got to put into it and. We play at a high level, and, and we have high expectations for guys to really work at getting better and improving during the off-season time. So that's kind of the biggest, you know, the, the new kids coming in. It's kind of a shock to their system sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing the time, the commitment that it takes to play at the level uh, at which our school plays at. I think that's probably true. I mean, that's looking at it gets it gets real at the high school level, though. Right. That's what you're saying. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then again, not taking away. I mean, we still have fun. We try to goof around and laugh with the kids and we want it to be fun for them not turn into that job or business that they'll get enough of that if they get a chance to play college baseball but but it is you know it is a high level of baseball at this point yeah so and as a coach and with your coaching staff is it a challenge or do you kind of keep that in mind that you want kids to have fun i mean if you're not having fun why why come out and play baseball right oh absolutely yeah i mean it's you know winning's not everything we talk a lot about you know what they're doing off the field in the classroom and trying to build them up to be you know positive young men and good role models but at the end of the day winning does breed you know a sense of fun and positive things that come out of winning and so we want to challenge guys to win and to be successful on the field as well but yeah i mean we, we joke around we laugh sometimes it gets a little more serious than others but we always try to come back to you know keeping things in perspective that it is just a game and it's still mm. high school baseball there's a lot more things in life than winning and losing on the baseball diamond. So you're saying there's more important things than baseball. I'm not sure if I agree with you on that, but yeah. 
No, just kidding. Listen, um, I wanted to ask you, obviously, you've had this great success this past year, probably one of the top moments that you would list among your coaching career. But what are some things that stand out as you look back down the, the course of your career? From the coaching side, yeah. I mean, obviously, winning. I'll never forget the moment of winning the conference championship at Zionsville last year. And just that kind of feeling of everything we've been doing and trying to build over the previous 10 years has you know, kind of came all in that moment. And then winning the sectional against Carmel, that was, uh, you know, another big relief that we've, we finally won a sectional and got a chance to celebrate with that group of kids. But then beyond that, just, you know, things that stand out to me are those, seeing those kids that, you know, aren't the superstars and maybe start out in our program as, you know, not necessarily knowing whether they'll make it past their freshman year or, you know, how much they might even play in JV and then seeing them kind of continue to develop and grow. And, you know, there's two or three kids in mind right now that, you know, one of them even tried to quit his freshman year. We kind of kept him around. We talked him into sticking around. And, and then to see them their senior year be, you know, starters as seniors on varsity and, and to see them have that success, those are kind of the moments that that I really hold on to um, that are exciting for me as a coach. Just those kids that continue to work and grind. And even though they, you know, the odds might have been against them in terms of where their talent level was when they started, they just kept, you know, improving and doing what they were asked to do and, working hard, and, and they finally got rewarded by the time they were graduating as starters on the varsity team. You know, other big moments for me as a coach, before I was a high school coach, I, I was an assistant at Anderson University, and we finished third in the College World Series, and so just kind of that run, I remember uh, the excitement of that run and beating teams on their home field to advance to the next level of the, of the tournament. And then as a player, my high school year, my sophomore year in high school, we won the, the regional for the first time in the previous 26 years, and so that was I remember coming to town and like the you know the town gave us kind of a parade and it was an exciting time and just having that success of, of bringing you know success to a community in, in that situation. Yeah, that's exciting. That's the first time in 26 years. That's like a mm-hmm. that's a hero's welcome back to town. So what? Where did you grow up? What was that high school? I went to Newcastle High School. Oh, great! Which has always been known as a basketball town. Uh, you know, sophomore year we won regional for the first time, and our senior year, eight of our nine starters went on and played college baseball so it was a lot of fun we kind of built a tradition there and now Newcastle baseball is really, you know, really tough they've had a first round draft pick out of high school and several kids have been drafted since my time there so that's really cool so what is it about central Indiana and and baseball it seems like it seems like it's becoming such a hotbed for talent for tournaments and just and is it just me or is, is it kind of becoming a real big deal around here you know, we, we I talk about a lot with uh, my coaching colleagues. Indiana baseball is is really tough. It is a very good product. Um, there's several Indiana kids that are you know in the big leagues now or in the minor leagues and that are across the country at, at big time colleges. And we we take a trip down to Tennessee, and I know Noblesville does it too, and some other schools around here take a trip down to Tennessee. And every year we come back, and you know there's great baseball down there too. But there's just something special about Indiana baseball and. Uh, we have great coaches up here. You know, the the youth system, I think, has helped, you know, develop kids and get kids prepared. And then they play high school ball, and our school programs are, you know, there's a lot of coaches that have built great programs around here to, to bring baseball and kind of put baseball on the map. And then, you know, obviously in the summertime with the travel ball in Grand Park and um, that exposure, um, I just think that, you know, kind of all of that put together has really made Indiana baseball – you know, develop a great product. I've heard scouts say before, like, you know, we joke around about the weather and it being snowy, but I've heard scouts say before that, you know, Indiana baseball, they're, they're not just out playing.
in a gym hitting off tees and working off you know the mound and working on things and not just out playing all the time mm-hmm. um so i think just kind of all of that has built uh, a great product and again it, you know there's a lot of great high school coaches that that really work hard and really teach the game the right way and it's just developed a great, great product around here. Mm-hmm. It's really something to be proud of. When we travel just all over, just we were down a couple of years ago, we were down at the Ripken Experience in, in Tennessee and just talking to teams from all over. And I'm proud of, of the programs that we have in central Indiana. So that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you go from here? Now that you're the conference champs, you know, do you, is there a repeat coming this year or how do you set your goals for what's next? We try to stay, stay grounded, stay humble. Um, you know, as a, as a coach, I, I view coaching more as a ministry for me. Um, and so I really want to teach, continue to teach kids. You know, there's a lot more to life than baseball and teach them about being a man and being a father someday and being a husband someday and positive role model, uh, in, in society. And so, you know, the success was awesome. It was great. The exposure, the attention. And so just trying to stay humble and that, you know, stay focused on why, why I do what I do, why the coaches we've, I've hired, you know, why they got into it. And it's to love on the kids and to teach them about life and care for them. And, mm. and so I, I remember our meeting in December as we kind of got into moving into our morning workouts and just kind of going through questions of, you know, why do we coach and how does it feel to be coached by me? And this, you know, kind of that transformational coaching of reminding us like why we do what we do. Yeah, the success was great last year, but there's a lot more to it than that. And so that's kind of been our focus as a coaching staff. And it's been tough because we feel like we have a very competitive team again. We have a lot of talent again. Uh, we have a great opportunity to, to repeat and to, and to have that success again. But we just want to make sure that our focus isn't on wins and losses, but trying to teach the kids through the game. And hopefully, uh, you know, that they leave here in 10 years, look back and remember like, oh, this is why coach taught us this way or did the, this way. And, uh, and they're able to translate it into their life. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of our goal. We try to stay humble about that. At the end of the day, we are very talented again. Uh, we have a lot of kids that are committed to play college baseball, and we do have an opportunity to repeat in conference. And mm-hmm. the sectional is kind of a, you know, a crapshoot, depending on the draw and how the, the draw lays out and who you end up facing certain yeah. nights. But we definitely think we have a chance to compete again this year. Good to hear. Listen, I was going to ask you, how do you take off your coaching hat and um, go home and, and be a dad? I mean, did you automatically assume that your that your son or sons were going to play baseball, or how does that work? What's it like to be a father and a coach? <laughs> uh, it's, it's really tough sometimes. So my oldest son is very much into baseball. He loves it. It's, it's, uh, he wants to be around it all the time, and I've been very conscious of it. Uh, you know, I'd get home from practice and Henry's wanting me to throw it to him and so I would go out in the front yard and throw it to him and he'd be hitting balls and, and the whole time I'm thinking man my neighbors probably think I'm just like this crazy dad that got home from school and now my son's got to take 200 swings but he's always that's always kind of been him and so it's I'm actually kind of the opposite I'm trying to convince him to do some other things so he's not always doing baseball and it, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm driving him to do that but um, he has fallen in love with it um, and so it is sometimes hard to be dad and, you know, especially coming home from a high school practice where we're a little more advanced and then seeing him do something and thinking like, oh, he's eight. It's okay that he's doing that right now, mm-hmm. you know, versus trying to correct something and uh, trying to let him just kind of grow up and be a kid and mm-hmm. teach him as we can or as he's ready to listen. But 
So yeah, I mean, it's, it is tough going yeah. back and forth. Uh, I, I feel like I do a better job the nine months I'm not coaching. Mm. Um, when I'm in season, it's hard for me to come home and turn off coaching mode and what I'm thinking about and the plans for the lineups the next day. I, I personally have to do a really good job of, you know, kind of leaving that in the car, coming in being present with the kids, at least mm. until they're in bed or until I've had a chance to debrief with my wife and, and then I can get my mind back to work if I need to. Or, yeah. um, it is tough. It's yeah. tough to go back and forth. And then, like you mentioned, uh, you know, my oldest is playing, my youngest wants to start playing and trying to balance when it's right to be coaching them and when I just need to be a dad and let them play and have fun and be a kid. Well, it's not easy, but I'm sure, I mean, it's, that's part of the reward of being a dad and, and having the, you know, having the greatest job in the world, some would argue, being a baseball coach, you know. So let me ask you this on a lighter note. As a baseball fan, I've always wondered, why is it that baseball is the only sport where the coach wears the uniform? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I get I get made fun of a lot of, by my uh, teaching colleagues at school. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of good football buddies that are football coaches, and they like to make fun of me, and so I'm trying to encourage them to put on a helmet pad one Friday <laughs> night before, during the game. Yeah. I don't know why that is. You know, Connie Mack used to wear the suit and tie. Right. I'm glad we don't do that. Although, in this cold weather, it might be okay. Yeah, I mean, if I could get away with wearing a baseball uniform to work, that'd be awesome. But um, anyway, <laughs> I think it's part of the tradition that keeps baseball what it is, you know. So, one more thing. How much baseball do you get to watch during this season? Any at all? A little bit? Like, you know, MLB? Uh, well, yeah, my, my favorite team is the Cubs. And uh, they're DVR'd every game on my TV. So, a lot of times, once I'm done being bad and kids are in bed and my wife goes off to bed, if I'm, there's something I'm still working on the next day or practice schedule or lineups or whatever that might be, then... I turn on the Cubs game and have it playing. Fast forward to the commercials, so hmm. I probably get to see him play at least parts of games three or four nights of the week, but it's never live, and and it's rarely the full game. I'll get to a point where it's time to go to bed, so I fast forward to the end. But yeah, whenever I'm working, there's usually a game on, whether it be the Cubs hmm. or MLB Network or something. That's a great background noise to have. The sound of the ballpark coming through the TV yep. is great. Let me ask real quick too, just one more thing. So who's your favorite player growing up as a Cubs fan? And who do you like now? Like who, who do you point to or think of as playing the game the right way? Sure. Well, being a Cubs fan, I grew up, Mark Grace was my favorite player. I actually still wear number 17. I uh, started wearing 17 when I was eight. I've worn it pretty much every year since. I still wear 17 because of him. I, I thought he was a guy uh, that wasn't always the best player on the Cubs team. You know, that Sandberg and different guys, but but he always came to play every day. He was kind of the dirt bag, always, you know, batted with no batting gloves and somehow found a way to hit doubles all the time, even though he wasn't always the, the best player or the right. most notable player. But today, you know, again, kind of being a Cubs fan, but, uh, you know, I really like Chris Bryant. I really like Anthony Rizzo and, and what they stand for off the field and how they play the game and mm. how they interact with the fans and, Rizzo's really big in the community with his foundations, and I just think that that is just a great example for the younger players, especially you know kids growing up watching football and basketball now, and, and some people complain about the pace of play, and kids aren't interested in the, the pace of play of baseball, but having those great role models I think is a huge positive for the game, mm-hmm. uh, and I like how they play the game. And then in all honesty, you know, some people don't like him, but Bryce Harper I think is, you know, for a kid that, that had the success he did and how he went about getting drafted and getting his GED so he could go to junior college early and then he knew he was going to get drafted. And you never hear anything bad about him off the field. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a good citizen. He might 
rub people the wrong way on the field, but he plays hard. He runs hard. Yeah. Um, does things the right way. And I, again, I think he and Mike Trout and those guys, uh, you just never hear anything bad about them off the field, which is a, a huge positive. Yeah. A lot of younger players, this generation, that it seem like they're doing it the right way. All the ones you mentioned. And then, uh, you know, so many others that are just coming up now that, that they run out the, the ground ball and they, and they, they run to their position and they, you know, they work hard every day just to be the best they can be. I think that's a good, good sign for the game itself, you know? Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Well, listen, I don't have anything else except for just, you know, to say thanks for, for coming on and talking about the, the program and uh, the way that you approach the game. And it's great to know that, you know, a coach that approaches everything the way you do, you know, is right here in our community. We have great high schools. I just appreciate so much you know, the way you go about coaching and the way you see it as not just about baseball, but about how to, how to be a man, how to be, you know, how to live your life. And so that's that's important mm-hmm. to us parents. Well, so, thank yeah, you. thanks for spending a few minutes with us. And um, thank you. I appreciate you asking me to do it. Baseball Dads is produced right here in Fishers at Crow Hop Studios. And Baseball Dads is a Quab production. A Quab is a quality at bat. Let them play! 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 For Richard Lerma, the client is the Home Depot production date October 21st, 2020, copyright 2020. This is a 30-second stereo spot in Spanish. Spot title, Pro Paint, slash Bear Pro I-300, slash $17.99, slash Hispanic, slash CN30, at ID YHTHD24RR30. Como pintor profesional, eres tan bueno como tu último trabajo. Hazlo aún mejor con la pintura Bear Pro I-300 para interiores de The Home Depot. Desde solo $17.99 el galón. Y eso es antes del descuento Pro Extra. Obtienes un desempeño superior que cubre y esconde cada detalle. Y una aplicación fácil y rápida con rociador, rodillo o brocha. Haz tu mejor trabajo con la pintura Bear Pro I-300 para interiores a $17.99 el galón. En The Home Depot, haces más, logras más. Disponible en tiendas y por internet.